And welcome to the program Q&A right here on The Voice of the Cape. It's uh, four minutes after six. My name is Mohammed Fasih Peterson. I'll be standing in uh, for Mohammed Zain Majid for now, right up until the uh, hour of uh, 6.40. So yes, just before um, just before uh, Maghrib will break away, inshallah, and take the adhan, shalmin. But for now, it's Q&A. And uh, obviously, on a Thursday evening, we offer you the opportunity to call in and send or rather this, this, rather this evening we're asking you to send in your SMSs for Mufti on the number 47913. Uh, if there's anything you'd like an answer to from an Islamic perspective, you can send in your messages to 47913. Receive it here and we're able to read it out to you. Of course, online all the way from Johannesburg, back in Johannesburg this week, it's uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir saying, Mufti, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum, my brother Muhammad Fasi. Shukran jazeelan. Jazakallahu khair. Jazakallahu shukran Mufti for joining us once again and for offering up Mufti's time a week after week, inshallah. And may Allah make this a fruitful uh, program, inshallah. Amin, amin. Shalman Yus, of course, has mentioned the number to SMS is 47913. That's 47913. Your questions for Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Mufti, first question of the evening goes simply, I have three children, They're all of them daughters. How do I distribute my will? All praise is due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let's say, for example, if the father is asking this, so your wife will receive 12.5%, and thereafter the three daughters will receive two-thirds, and this is all enshrined in the Noble Quran, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verses 11 and 12. Now you will say 12.5% for your wife and two-thirds for your oh, three daughters. Then what about the remainder? We do not know if your parents are alive or not. If they are alive, then the mother will also inherit one-sixth. The father also will inherit one-sixth. So it shows we need to know who the other is up. Similarly, if the wife passes away, meaning the mother, then the husband will inherit 25%, and two-thirds will go to the three daughters, and then again, if the parents are alive, they will inherit. So we just need to know who are the other heirs as well. Number two, SMS 47913, your questions for Mufti. Next one, Mufti, is a very interesting one. It says, Salam, uh, Mufti, my husband wears a beard, which I am happy with. The only issue that I have is that he attends to it so much uh, by consciously brushing and blow-drying and continuously blow-drying. Uh, is this behavior correct? 
when he makes hulu, hulu means he goes to another extreme, so that is not good. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Akrimu sha'ar, you must honor your hair. The hadith in Mishka Sharif, so that's fine. Sometimes he puts oil and then he blow dries it and so forth. He wants to look neat for you, sister. So maybe his beard does not poke you, you know? So in that way, but when he overdoes it, now he wants to carry on like a model and all that. Then that is not what we need. Then it's not good to do so. The next question says, um, uh, this one says, uh, I neglected to perform my Zawar Salah, and by the time I wanted to do it, I got my Khaid. Is there punishment uh, for me not doing it before I got my Khaid? It depends. For example, if the Zahar time started, and now right at the ending time it ended, and then still you didn't read Zahar Salat, and just at that ending time, now your menses started. Yes, you get the sin because you delayed your salat for Zohar three, four hours, it means. So that definitely is sinful. And you know that is not right because you had to read it. So anyway, therefore, we encourage people as far as salat goes, first, especially for the ladies, first khayrat. You must rush towards the good actions and do not procrastinate and delay. Therefore, the ulama say, Taswifu bin shaitan. I will, I will excel the dun, excel the zodias, excel, excel. All this, I will, I will, I excel, excel is all from shaitan. So remember, make toba and make kaza as well. Next question says uh, simply, Asada Mufti, what's the story behind Easter? Ah, excellent question that is. Now let me give you a nice explanation. You see, the Christians tell us, and this is in Matthew, in the Bible, that on Friday, what they call now Good Friday tomorrow, at sunset time, Jesus was put, Nabi Isa salam was then crucified, and then he was put into the tomb, into the grave. And this is now, he must be similar to Nabi Yunus alayhi salatu salam. So Nabi Yunus alayhi salatu salam, the Bible says, was three days in the belly of the fish. So he, Isa alayhi salam, has to be three days and three nights into the sand, you know, into the land and into the grave. So Friday night he was there, Saturday the whole day he was there, Saturday night he was there, and Sunday morning Mary Magdalene came and found that the tomb is empty. So lo and behold, it's only two nights and one day. Till today no Christian person in the world can solve this mystery just like Trinity they cannot solve. So Sheikh Ahmad Didat Rahimullah challenged them on this, and one of their priests even said, yes, they have to change the Good Friday and bring it back to Wednesday also. So it shows that we as Muslims, Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, teaches us, وَمَا قَتَلُوهُ وَمَا Nor did they kill Nabi Isa Islam, nor did they crucify him. All that is rejected as far as Islam goes. And if you want to know our position, then Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse number 157-158, chapter 4, verses 157-158, that he, Nabi Isa salam, the Jews tried to assassinate, crucify, and kill him. Almighty Allah protected him, and he was never put on the cross and crucifix, but he was taken up alive, and he is alive, and Almighty Allah will bring him down before the day of Qiyamah, the second coming of Nabi Isa, 
So therefore, we need to ask the Christians that one side you have Trinity, one is equal to three, three equal to one, they can't solve that, and then they are Good Friday and all this Easter holiday, they also, they're in another mystery and mix-up, because they said the Bible teaches them three days, three nights, just like Prophet Jonah and Nabi Yunus, but they admit, and I've been to the church, where you listeners of Voice of the Cape should know, that Masjid al-Aqsa in front, then at the back, Qubbat al-Sakhra, the dome of the rock with a beautiful golden dome, and then behind that is Kanisa al-Qiyama, and that is the Church of Resurrection, the Holy Safarqa, as they call it. I went right inside, and all this happened there. So we count, it's two nights and one day. So therefore, again, they are perplexed, and therefore we say even the Bible, they have so many different versions of it that even the virgins are confused. Next question, Wufti. Uh, another Easter question. It says, Salam, what is the ruling of eating rabbits and trading in them? Remember that rabbits are permissible. There is no problem. The Shias, they say you can't eat rabbits. But we belong to the Ahlul Sunnah or Jama'ah. So to eat rabbits is totally permissible. However, if it has anything to do with the Christian function or festival or Hindus or Jews or anything of that sort, then remember if religious connotations come, then that particular rabbit or whatever else it might be, you cannot eat. So we need to be careful. Anything that is now tainted, polluted, contaminated with religious things of other faiths, then remember we as Muslims cannot partake of it. Almighty Allah teaches us Surah 5, Surah Maida, verse 51. Ya ayyuhallazina amanu la tattakhidul yahuda wal nasara awliya. Oh, you believe, do not take the Jews and the Christians to be your friends and your protectors. Ba'adhum awliyao ba'ad. They are the friends of one another and protectors of one another. We can see that clearly in our day and our age. Now this, oh Muslim brother, sister of Cape Town and whoever is listening, وَمَنْ يَتَوَلَّهُمْ مِنْكُمْ فَإِنَّهُ مِنْهُمْ Who befriends them, you love their system, their culture, their fashion, you become part and parcel of them. Hadith of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, authentic in Abu Dawood, مَنْ تَشَبَّى بِقَوْمٍ فَوَمِنْهُمْ Who imitates a people and a nation is part and parcel of them. Amirul Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu the second greatest person to walk on this earth after the messengers and prophets and anbiya musalam said his fatwa ijtanibu a'da allahi fi idihim stay far far away from the enemies of allah during their festivals and the fatwa of sayyidina umar is mentioned in bayhaqi so therefore we must have nothing to do with the festivals of the non-muslims the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, this is the program Q&A. At this point, we'll break away. I know it's uh, right about uh, time for the Wakt of Maghrib on Mufti's side up there in Joburg. So uh, we'll keep Mufti temporarily, inshallah, and when we come back, we will continue with the program. Welcome back to Q&A right here on The Voice of the Cape, 28 minutes after the hour of 6. And we have Mufti Abdul Khandar Hussain back online all the way from Johannesburg. Mufti, assalamu alaikum. 
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh brother Maul Fasih. Uh, Mufti next question uh, says Assalamu alaikum the child decided not to forgive his parents after they warned him not to get involved with a family he wanted to get married to and still persist. That uh, that's it. In a case like that, the son or the daughter, whoever it might be, is in the wrong. Remember, if your parents tell you you should not marry an ABC, XYZ family, you should take that, that they are your well-wishers, they are giving you sincere advice, and therefore for you not to forgive them or speak to them rudely or harshly, all that is haram, all Allah states, Quran Kareem states that you must not uff. You cannot even say uff to them, meaning any words that will hurt their feelings and so forth. Nevertheless, brother, sister, you must now go to your parents, ask them for forgiveness. And if you're going to continue with your stubbornness and being obstinate, remember Mustafa sallallahu hadith. Every sin, it is a prerogative of Allah. Either Almighty Allah forgives that person, or Almighty Allah punishes that person. Except when one is disobedient to one's parents. Almighty Allah will punish that son or that daughter in this world before death overtakes that person, Rawahul Bayhaqi, the hadith in Bayhaqi. So go to your father, mother, tonight is night of Jumu'ah, inshallah, and put your hand around them, kiss their hands and say, I will get married where you give blessings. This question says, uh, Salams, we have a Muslim college here that says there's no proof found in the Quran and hadith for men and women to be in one class. You must remember Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us in Surah 24, verse 30-31, So Almighty Allah is telling the believing men that they must be, you know, lowering their gaze and they must protect their private parts. And then for the women, it is told to them that they must do the same as well. And likewise, the Quran Kareem speaks about so it shows that the words of the Quran, although it was revealed not only for the wives of Nabi salam, but for the Ummah, therefore free intermingling and putting women one side, men one side. Oh people, don't you use your brains. Where it is Salat. What did Nabi salam say? That the authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim that the Imam is in front, the best for the man is the one right in front. And the worst for the man is the one right at the back. And the best for the women is the one right at the back. So why Nabi Salam didn't tell a woman they can just be on the side next to the man? Because that is not allowed. So common sense is no more common. So remember that was sharruha awaluha. And the worst for the woman is the one in front because they'll be there with the men. So all these are clear proofs to keep in the classroom men and women together. Although women one side, men one side, definitely haram and not permissible. Next question Mufti says, Salam, how do I make Qadar Sada? 
It depends which salat we are talking of, brother. If we are speaking of Fajr salat, then two rakats, Zohar four rakats, Asr four rakats, Maghrib three rakats, Isha four rakats. The Hanafi scholars say for Isha you read four rakats, the Fars, and you read three Witr as well, even in Qadha. According to the Shafi'is and Malikis and so forth, they say you just make four first qaza and remember to must deliberately is a major, major sin and sometimes a person might go out of the fall of Islam and that is the verdict of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahimahullah where a person omits and leaves out the Salat deliberately, intentionally, that person is a murtad and out of the fall of Islam. Allah forbid. The number to SMS is 47913 from Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Next question says, a boy doesn't want to listen to his parents. He's going out with a Christian girl for two years now. He doesn't want to listen to anyone. What can they do? Shukran. Almighty Allah Jalla wa Ala teaches us as parents, Ya yuwalladheena amanu ku anfusakum wa ahalikum nara. Oh, you who believe, save yourself, save your family, your children from the fire. Surah 66, verse 6. Then secondly, he doesn't want to listen. Scop home 8. Kick him out of the house. Tell him, this house, you are not more welcome here. You want to go smooch. You want to go and get busy with the Christian lady and all these type of things. And you don't want to listen. We brought you up. We gave you everything. And today you're going too big for your boots. So you kick him out of the house. And sometime in life, you have to be cruel to be kind. After one month, he'll come back crawling to you. Next question says, uh, Saddam, what is the ruling uh, when it comes to shaving the moustache? Is it sunnah? Some say it is Ali's amal. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Mallam ya'akhuz min sharibihi fadaysa minna. The hadith in Sunan Nasai, who does not trim his moustache is not of us. So we must remember that in a case like that, you can trim your moustache either with a scissor or shaver, all that is fine. The people who say it's Sayyidah Ali's Amal, they're mixing and confusing things up here. And the Shias are always doing things upside down. So remember Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu used to say, Aadei to Ra'asi, Aadei to Ra'asi. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu should not keep hay on his head. He would shave the hay on his head and he would say, because Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Tahta kulli kusharatin janaba under every hay there is impurity, the hadith in Abu Dawood. So it shows, and Mishkat Sharif as well, so it shows that is what Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu warda used to do. Not about the moustache, about the hay on the head. Number to SMS 47913. Next question says, uh, Salaam Mufti, if you go down into sujood, what should touch the ground first? Is it your knees or your hands? Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the hadith mentioned in Bukhari and various compilations, Tirmidhi and Mustada Ahmad, umiltu an asjuda ala sabati a'adha. I have been commanded to perform sajda on seven limbs. So the seven limbs will be the feet must be on the ground, the knees must be on the ground, the hands must be on the ground, the palms, and the forehead and the nose, that is considered as one. Now which one must go first? 
majority of the ahadith teach us the knee should go first and then the hands. But if a person is old and sickly, then you put your hands down first and then your knees, so no problem. So that Nabi Salam did occasionally or spoke of it because for people who are old and so forth. Our deen, alhamdulillah, on these type of issues is very flexible. Uh, next question with this says, uh, Sanam, will I be punished if I do not give my sons food because they do odd jobs every day, get paid, uh, does not contribute as much as a bread or electricity money, they drug all their money out. When I speak, the mother is angry with me. If Mufti don't uh, get a chance to answer the question, this I will wait until Mufti is on again. Shikran, wassalamu alaikum. Yeah, Mufti, as he saw, you don't have to wait, my brood. Why must you wait? So remember the way I understood the question, Muhammad Fasihuddin, that if I must out something, then you just fill me in. Mm-hmm. Your sons, the way I understood, they are working and they're busting their money on drugs and duck, duck, and all these things. They're not really contributing to the house and the family, to you, the parents, and so forth. So you don't want to give them money or food, so you are 100% right. You, the father, got all the right to tell your sons, no food for you because you are earning and you bust up your money on the drugs. And you, the mother, I know your heart is very soft and you feel very hurt. But remember what the husband is doing, the father is doing, is 100% according to Sharia and 100% correct. Mufti, we've just about come to the end of the program. Just two more minutes for a bit of nasiha, inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. As we mentioned in one of our queries, that remember now the holiday season is here, and tomorrow, as they tell us, it's Good Friday, it's a holiday. So let us now, 90% of us will not be working. So, mashallah, let's make it a really good Friday for us as Muslims. So we go early to the masjid, we put on our best clothes Islamically, we apply itar, apply the bakhur and the loban and the incense in the masjid. Oh Muslim, read Surah Kahf. You know we are suffering from load shedding. And remember, if you read Surah Kahf, Man qara'a surat al-kahf yawm al-jumu'ah adha'a lahu min al-nur ma'abayn al-jumu'atayn Whosoever reads Surah Kahf on a Friday, Almighty Allah will bless that person with nur and effulgence from one Friday to the next. The hadith authentic in Sunan Nasai. And then abundant durood, salawat, salutations upon the Master Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aksiru alayya min al-salat yawm al-jumu'ah authentic hadith in Abu Dawood. Then mention in Tirmidhi, Man qara'a hamim al-dukhan laylat al-jumu'ah ghufira lahu. Now you're going to read Maghrib Salat, just now in Cape Town. After Maghrib, after Isha, anytime you read Surah Dukhan, chapter number 44, and that is in the 25th Jews, just four pages. Almighty Allah will forgive you, and inshallah, tomorrow, Jumu'ah, between Asr, Maghrib, you see the plight of the Ummah. How many Muslims are getting killed everywhere? Make special dua for our beautiful country, South Africa. Allahumma aminna fi awtanina. Ya Allah, give us peace, tranquility, and protection and security. We know that the crime and the vices and corruption are out of control. So may Almighty Allah bless our country, bless the Ummah, bless you, Brother Muhammad Fasi, and all the listeners. We make dua for you. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum. 
warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Jazakallah wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran so much Mufti for all the uh, nasiha and always being uh, on hand to answer all of the questions that the listener has. And uh, Jumma Mubarak to Mufti and family inshallah. Barakallah feek. Shukran jazeelan. It's a pleasure. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, of course, that was Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain on the line all the way from Johannesburg. And this has been Q&A for this evening. Uh, any questions that we have uh, received, uh, which we were not able to answer due to time constraints, we will uh, let that stand over for next week, inshallah, when Muhammad Zain will be back with you, inshallah. I mean, from myself, Muhammad Fasih Peterson, as well as Antiabida, Muhammad behind the board. Uh, we bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Next up, we will be handing over for the adhan, for the waqt of Maghrib which I believe will be at 6.44 and the after, inshallah, uh, we will be uh, preparing for the Paul broadcast uh, with Bidat Talib Samayat coming from our Paul studios between 8 and between eight and 10. We have a live dhikr all the way from the Kramat and inshallah thereafter some kiraat to take you to our Kawali or uh, to our Dinki Awas program this evening. From myself, Muhammad Fasih Peterson, once again, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.